and welcome back to Hey I Track Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there is to know in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter. But uh, we're a little bit biased. I'm your host, Brian Sanders. You can follow me at KCSGE on Twitter. You can follow the show. Hey Track Frankfurt is to be followed on Twitter at H-E-F pod. Email the show also at heyeintrachtfrankfurt at yahoo.com. Here to break down everything that is Eintracht 1, Bruce Dortmund 3 is Nathan and St. Louis. Hello, hey. buddy. Hey, Brian. Um, just a little down from that game, but we're still in it. We're, it's still early. So, still how's it going? early indeed. You know... I'm okay. I only had to break up a fight between high schoolers uh, as I was an assistant referee for a game. So uh, (laughs) life could be worse, I guess. I suppose. (laughs) Uh, Not to go too much further into that. Um, So Eintracht got back to Bundesliga action, playing on the Friday night match. So, you know, high-profile, highly visible match against a very visible team in Borussia Dortmund, and we just weren't there at the races. Mm. The likes of Artius Wolf uh, showed up and bit us right back in the bum. Yeah, uh, he looks like he hasn't missed a sense. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, he looked good, considering the fact that some people had questioned where could you actually put him. But hey, guess what? He saw it pretty well in there. He did. Uh, mixing it up on both sides like he did with us, you know? It just kept. Exactly. The dude has legs that just don't stop. Man. I mean, I, I guess mean, that's a. I guess that's a different phrase of that. That isn't used in that regard, but yeah, he's 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 fast, man. He keeps up. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, I mean, look, the stats all the stats all point out to the fact that hey, look, okay, let's take this away. It could have been just two to one uh, with Diallo. You know, his goal, absolute crapshoot. You know, I mean, it just falls right there, and so long as you don't fall right on your butt. You should be able to put it on frame, and guess what he did? And at such absurdly close range for that rebounded shot, you know, he stuck it in the back of the net. And yeah. sometimes that's all you need is a stroke of luck. And voila, uh, the likes of Bruce Dortmund were up one to nil. But yeah, that was that was one of those points where if you wanted to really get critical about Kevin Trapp, uh, you could say, you know, you should be gobbling up one of those uh those those and you know stop and stop and play where it is but he made two saves and then he just couldn't get the third so there's some props to, to be had Butter for him fingers. but otherwise yeah some, <laughs> Gacinovich was not going to be able to save I mean, their goal I mean for what I got I'm only going to say this because I see this with high school uh soccer players all the time when you soccer players just cast the bloody ball I mean, how hard can it possibly be? <laughs> you have two gloves that make sure that your little, you know, nice, you know, moisturized hands, because <laughs> your mom made sure that you moisturized every day, your little butterfinger hands should be able to catch a ball if you have the bloody gloves on. Those things are so padded. I don't yeah. care if it's coming out you at 105 miles an hour. You stop that. Yep. MFing ball. <laughs> 
You got, you got your Minnie Mouse, your Mickey Mouse hands on. Stop that damn ball. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, he stopped it. He just didn't, just didn't hold on to it. God damn it. But, um, yeah, there's, he, I think there's a little bit more critique of, of trap after that game than is perhaps warranted, but, um, you know, I could be on the wrong side of that debate as well. So, yeah, well, at the end of the day, uh, the Eintracht came away with a three to one loss. Let's talk about some of the positives real quick before we start bringing going sure. into our uh, segment with Arno of uh, the San Francisco Marseille group, and I said he will be joining us in just a little bit. Um, but Sebastian so Allaire, uh, three matches in the Bundesliga, three goals to his tally. Yeah, um, I'm hoping that right now is the start of a good. Uh, patch of form for him because you know if you uh, if that goal did not go in Dortmund would not have turned over you know Eintracht the way that they did like in the second half because let's be honest um, Frankfurt in the second half until that until you know just that hole got punctured mm-hmm. uh, kind of like a balloon and a needle uh, making yep. contact. Um, look, Eintracht made, made the the tactical substitutions that were uh, were really necessary. What they really needed was a jolt to the system. Guess what? Yeah, Jovic and Guzman were both um, big additions to the Eintracht in terms of you know kind of changing the game as it were. So sure. I mean. Um, what within five minutes? Look, Jovic. I, some people would say that you know his personal impact on the match wasn't totally great, but the thing was, you know, uh, him going off for Fabiano, uh, like his that move. Look, when he plays with Alaire, and I hope that Kutter, uh recognizes this. You know, when he plays with Alaire, he's able to you know open up space. He's able to really sure. kind of. Look, I really think that Eintracht making that substitution was why we did not get shut out single-handedly. Yeah, I think you're right, and he almost had his own goal there. I mean, he was uh, and he was so offside, close, so but it close. was so very close to being his, a beautiful goal <laughs> that would have put us up, you know, again a tie in it. So, um, yeah, I mean, we, I, I think we had some pressure, and it was it was some positive pressure the entire game. Um, we just, you know, lacked that finishing, as as is usually the case. Um, DeCosta had a great game. Uh, yeah, so as good of a game as you can expect, considering the fact that uh, things how things work. For me, it's really yeah. the give Philip a little bit more credit than he, some people probably thought will be due to him. He's playing the he was stuck on in a in a fullback yeah. role, and you know he look they targeted him all blasted day and you know he held up as much as could be expected against the onslaught and yeah, I mean Alcacer doing his thing Marius Wolf doing his thing I mean give me a break yeah I mean those are I mean those those two goals had eyes I don't really blame anybody for 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 those two goals you just you just take your lumps and keep moving hopefully you can score some more like I said I feel like 
the those two goals tip weren't really Trap's fault, and the only other goal that was is is was the first one. So you you gotta allow for a, a keeper to 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 go down one goal there. So and then everyone else has to keep it, the 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 team in the game. So uh, just couldn't do it today. They they found some magic. Yeah, and it just sucks that uh, the Eintracht wasn't able to find their own magic. So, mm-hmm. I mean, at this moment, um, considering the fact that we have enough days off until we kind of get into our big stretch, um, six days off, six days time frame in between matches, one would think that the, the Eintracht, you know, it will every hundred percent. We will find out. You know, if they're really gunning for this as you know a real great opportunity, or that they're like, eh, you know, Europa League that's fine and dandy, but we are trying to stay in the Bundesliga rather than fulfill other people's hopes and dreams. Here's hoping that uh, uh, we go we go for glory rather than you know. Something sensible, because I mean, when's the next time that we're going to be playing in the Europa League? Yeah, or is that just me? I don't think it's you. At the end of the day, if you want back in the Europa League, we've talked about this before. If you want back, you have to compete in your in your league. So, um, you know, you have to you have to make sure all your shit at home is taken care of before you go out and 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 do some work anywhere else. So, um, yeah, at some point we're going to have to focus on that. Uh, I think we did a good job. I I think you know any other day we could go out there and play Dortmund the same way we did and maybe come away with a victory. I just don't think that that day was that that time. So, I mean, you know, we'll talk about Marseille in a second, but I I, I like the the direction that the that Hutter has this team going and this you know this forward momentum to ultimately his system, which I think is coming, but just. He's just trying to find who will fit in those places in the in this interim period. Indeed, I'm Indeed. still pe- I'm still optimistic there, Brian. <laughs> Look, I'm am I not like one of the most optimistic Eintracht fans that are out there? You know, I will actually believe that the Eintracht has a chance to win, even when they're two 0 down to. Uh, you know, Bayern Munich, and there's only 10 minutes left because, you know, you just never know. Um, it happened. Yeah, exactly. We've seen, we, look, things have happened, strange things at, like, any given time, and, you know, I'm hoping that uh, the Kevin Trapp is able to return to the country of France and be able to say to himself, you know what, my former uh, co-workers, so to speak, uh, at PSG, so Paris Saint-Germain, uh, hated Marseille, and he comes out and plays, you know, as they say in hockey, like the boy standing on his head. Yep. Because, yep. not gonna lie, I'm pretty sure at this point that everything everything is really pointing towards uh, I Eintracht you know, like having him uh, between the sticks. The rest mm-hmm. of the uh, operation is completely up in the air, <laughs> and it'd be stupid of us to kind of predict who is actually going to be in which starting spot. I mean, don't doubt. I'll do don't my best. Don't get me wrong. Don't <laughs> get me wrong. But the thing is, you know, not knowing how Huta wants to kind of reorganize things, 
with six days rest, he may go with the same sort of starting lineup that he had in the Bundesliga and then start his yeah. rotation process. So yeah. it's not like as though he is unfamiliar to playing in uh, the Europa League as he's led a young boy to burn into the Europa League on more than a few occasions in the group phase. So he's able, he's at least familiar with balancing a squad. Uh, exactly. He's just not used to balancing a squad that's not typically at the top end of the league table. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know what his experience is with this many injuries. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, me, both, buddy. You, me, both. <laughs> all righty then. So all things aside, let's get into our favorite segment. What are we drinking before we start talking about Eintracht versus Marseille? What do you got? <laughs> um, I feel like I'm the in the nihilism role at this point. I am drinking absolutely nothing. <laughs> nothing is happening. <laughs> oh come on! You gotta have something going on. No, nah, no. Nah. So my a little a little intro into or a little story into my daily life right now is we um, my there was a tropical depression that came in through last week and knocked out our power in the house like a hose of water went into our breaker box and blew it up so like we are like like i'm testing certain breakers to make sure freezers and refrigerators are running but otherwise we don't have air conditioning and it is st louis and it is muggy as hell and it is still summer so um i'm just chugging water when i can and moving on so no beer you're for not me the right only, now. you're not the only one who's having to deal with the craziness of uh florence you know you know the yeah. only one there. No, no, uh, that, that was uh, that was a different tropical. I those folks in North Carolina and South Carolina have it much worse than I do for sure. Yeah, yeah. So. the the Florence that is kind of put, the storm that is happening down in the Carolinas of the United States of America. Our condolences out to everyone there. Mm-hmm. It did push some uh, rather warm weather our way, and we're just dealing with it. It'll be back mm-hmm. to normal fall weather by the end of the by the time that uh, the Eintracht take on. Uh, RB Leipzig. <sighs> God, I can't believe that those guys are next. Anyways, supposed to be talking about what are we drinking? Uh, I have found a new beer. Actually, it is coming from California, uh, San Diego, California, for that matter. Uh, a, now this is in a can format. I was able to pick up a couple of varieties of Oktoberfest beer in can format. So, uh, the bars and the lager from Alesmith in San Diego. It's pretty good beer. Uh, comes in the 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 uh, twelve ounce can, so it tastes pretty good. Oh, so funny thing, uh, I had a mouse Krug full of the Marzen beer, and I had put it down uh, on my table because you know, gonna be recording the podcast in just a little bit. I'm delayed nearly ten minutes as I'm having to deal with. Uh, Princess of Four Leggings, uh, who is currently asleep in the corner. Uh, but yeah, she stuck her snout into the mouth Krug without me noticing, paying any attention and just <laughs> went to town and drank about a beer and a half. So, holy cow, I'm, 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 uh, uh, well, condolences <laughs> to your beer too, by the way. But I'm looking exactly. At- I was, hey, I was, I had one left. And so I cracked open that can and poured it in the glass that I then put on a shelf uh, so that yeah. she won't be able to stand. But, uh, yeah, Princess 
if she isn't drunk right now, well, <laughs> I really don't fancy waking up at uh, 2.30, 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll be tweeting the entire Eintracht Frankfurt nation about this dog interrupted. Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt, to drink all the beer, and now I'm paying for it. For not keeping it out of her reach. I think that'll happen there, Brian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, experience, <laughs> if, if experience will, comes to my benefit, I think I know that that will happen. <laughs> indeed, indeed. All righty. That is what we are drinking with a funny little anecdote when it comes to she who must be obeyed of four legs uh, <laughs> and, and occasional contributor to the Hey uh, podcast. Um, of her toys that she has not destroyed, uh, her stuffed Attila is one of them. Still, somehow, I don't know why or how that has happened, but you know, uh, mad respect. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, we're gonna take a break right now and come back with uh, part two, just does a shorter, more truncated uh, podcast as we preview Eintracht versus Marseille uh, with Arnaud from San Francisco. So. Stay with us, and uh, we'll be back in a flash. And now to highlight Eintracht Frankfurt's uh, match with Olympique Marseille, we have brought in a, a, a kind of friend to be able to talk to us a little bit about everything that is going on with uh, the OM. And this is Arnold in San Francisco. How are you, Arnold? And uh, how are things? Yeah, thank you very much for having me. I'm very uh, happy and honored. So. And uh, happy to talk about the game, so thank you very much. I'm very fine. Oh, no problem at all. No problem at all. So it's kind of funny uh, <laughs> that we were able to come across you as one of our usual contributors uh, uh, who is in the San Francisco area, currently in uh, old Germany right now, uh, w that we were able to find someone uh, who is such a uh, consummate follower of Marseille. Now, both of us falling into uh, the UEFA competition of the Europa League. Uh, last year, Marseille had an interesting season under uh, with Frank with the money of Frank McCord. Um, Marseille finished fourth in league on and uh, runners up in the Europa League. Um, I did notice that they signed Kevin Strootman, but uh, what is the kind of makeup of this Marseille team that is led by uh, uh, the? Uh, the talented coach uh, Rudy Garcia. Yeah, so it's it's really interesting because there's a, a real renewal of the of the team, and uh, and the whole uh, entire city of Marseille and all the Marseille fans across the world are, are getting happier, and they definitely had uh, uh, the um, adventure in the Europa League last year was uh, was was great for that. But it's true that. Uh, Olympique de Marseille is the most popular club in in, in France. You know, way way above. Um, uh, Paris and any other, uh, and is the only French club that ever won the Champions League, and we've been uh, in Europeans finals uh, five times, and uh, and so we had a big history, great history, um, especially at end of the in, in the nineties, uh, and we had some uh, great moments also beginning of the 
2000 years, we went to the uh, Europa League um, uh, final also, the UEFA Cup, uh, as it was named that back then, uh, with uh, Drogba and uh, many great players. But then, yeah, we 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 faced like several years of uh, not great moments. Um, the previous owner passed away, his wife uh, uh, took, took the club, but uh, she, she didn't want to take care of it. Uh, so we had very... Uh, bad seasons for for several years, and yes, indeed, uh, Frank Marquardt uh, bought the club with the support of uh, uh, the, the new CEO Jacques Henriot, who is a, a, a web entrepreneur and uh, one of the first followers of our fan club in San Francisco because he's a tech entrepreneur. And um, and yes, they, they are doing a very good job. So for for the last two years and a half, uh, they are they are ha- um, they're having uh, very good players like uh, Payet. Our playmaker is is really great. Um, so we, yes, we have uh, players like uh, Luis Gustavo that you may know well uh, in Germany. Mm. Um, we have Strutman, and yes, uh, and, and also some players who who, who did uh, very good performances like uh, like Tovan, and, and new players like yeah, um, Sanson, or, or or even some players that uh, were actually uh, from Marseille like. Uh, Maxime Lopez or Camara. So yeah, uh, I think it's a very good mix of the team. And uh, the good thing is that uh, we didn't change the team uh, uh, from last season very much. We just uh, added up uh, some good players, um, like, like Strutman indeed. So so I think yeah, we are very confident, and uh, we are very confident that this year yeah we, we can make it maybe to the second position of the the, the league. Uh, that's the priority actually because the, the club really wants to come back to the Champions League. Um, but yeah, Europa League was really the, the thing that, um, boosted, uh, the ego again of the, of the Marseille fans. And it was really the beginning of, of a movement, a popular movement to, as a rebirth of the club. Uh, so it was really, really great opportunity. And Marseille fans are very attached to the uh, Europa League. Um, so, so that's why, yeah, we're very excited for this next season and, uh, very excited, uh, of the first game uh, against you guys, even if uh, the stadium <laughs> will be kind of empty uh, because we are too crazy. But uh, <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, so talk a little bit about that. Um, I believe this draws from um, the, as you mentioned, and I mentioned as well, the the most recent Europa League final between Olympic Marseille and Atletico Madrid, two titans of the European football scene. Um, I believe that the stadium ban is based on uh, act, so the, the uh, actions uh, was it the Marseille fans at the final, which was held in uh, within France at the uh, new stadium that is home to Olympique Lyonnais. Yeah, yeah. So indeed, uh, you know, um, the Marseille fans are very uh, very popular. They are very active, uh, passionate, and, and passionate. passionate. <laughs> yeah, and and sometimes a little bit crazy, and, and especially many of them they love they love. Um, uh, smoke grenades, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's a great show on, on a stadium, but it's banned, um, <laughs> both, um, by the States and by, yeah, the UEFA League. Uh, but on top of that, you're right. Uh, not only we did use that, um, but on top of that, uh, we had the final of the UEFA League in the stadium of Lyon, which is actually, um, our biggest rival today because the historic rival is, is Paris, but now they, they're in another galaxy with the tons of money that they have. And so we are more, uh, beating with, uh, with Lyon. Um, and the funny thing, yeah, indeed is that, uh, so Lyon was also in Europa League and the, the final was there. And, and so, uh, Marseille fans, they had a, a chant, uh, they had a song, 
um, to say, uh, because also, uh, Marseille fan hates, uh, really hates the, the CEO and owner of, uh, Lyon. And, um, and so they, they, they were singing like way before the, the, the final, uh, uh, Jean-Michel Olas, who is the, the name of the CEO of Lyon, uh, we're gonna win it at your house. Uh, and so <laughs> it was a very popular, uh, very popular song. And, uh, not only they were saying we were gonna win it at your house, but uh, they were using a, a type of Marseille slang saying that they're gonna break it, you know? And, uh, <laughs> uh we're gonna break your house. On top of that, it wasn't very, uh, just new, um, a very expensive stadium. So, um, the, the, the Lyon CEO was very scared and everything. And it's really, yeah. So some, some seats were removed. And so there were some damages like that. So that's why we, we got the ban of the, uh, the full, full stadium for the first game. So lucky you, you won't feel the, the biggest atmosphere in Europe. Um, and <laughs> yes, uh, the, the, the ultra, um, parts of the stadium will also be uh, banned for the next two games. So yeah, we have a huge handicap and, uh, I'll give you an anecdote also. You know that we, we played again, uh, uh, Salzburg, um, last year and, um, and uh, Timo Werner, you know, he apparently has some hearing problems with the crowds <laughs> at some programs uh, in in, uh, in Turkey. And he, he didn't play in Marseille. And many 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 people say that because he was um, scared to 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 fear the uh, the noise of the Marseille whistles. <laughs> well, uh, that doesn't surprise me at all because all I heard from media who were covering that rather uh, high-profile match said that the stadium was absolutely deafening. So, you know, I would probably say that the reason why the Stade Velodrome, uh, I guess it's sponsored by Orange, uh, but uh, ever since they kind of expanded it f in preparation for the, what was that, the 2016 uh, European Championship, once they put the, did the little bit of expansion work, but you would probably agree on now that uh, uh, the atmosphere, which will sadly be not there, uh, once they put the roof back on, uh, the atmosphere has probably, uh, has probably accelerated the uh, success of Olympic Marseille. Yeah, 100%, you're right, because the the Marseille fans are very noisy, but also in Marseille, there's a lot of wind, you know, it's a, a city on the sea, and uh, historically, yeah, the, the, the stadium that was uh, built for the, the, the World Cup in 1998 was fully open, and so uh, we used to say that, yeah, where the, the songs of the fans were exiting the stadium and not coming on the, mm -hmm. on the, on, on the pitch, and so, yeah, uh, for the, for the Euro Cup, uh, of uh, 2016, yeah, uh, they decided to 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 cover it um, with a roof, and uh, and indeed, yeah, now the the sound stays in the stadium, so it's resonating even more, and so uh, with this with even more capacity now, uh, it feels like you have ten times more people because the, the sound stay inside the stadium, and it's a really great atmosphere, yeah. Well, that is something that our fans will be upset that they're going to be missing out on. But, uh, hey, mm -hmm. uh, the Marseille fans can uh, merely travel to Frankfurt and hear the deafening roar of the Eintracht Ultra. So let's kind of get into uh, the team that you kind of mentioned some of the players who have uh, joined Marseille. Uh, Strootman is one who's uh, traveled from Roma. I would 100% put it down to Rudy Garcia's asking. Uh, Dimitri Payet had a rather interesting goal. Uh, captain yeah. of the team. And Matroglu is another player who I have been always kind of following a lot. Um, 
What kind of formation does Olympic Marseille run out with uh, with Rudy Garcia? So um, it's a very interesting question because uh, Rudy Garcia's favorite system is a four-three-three. But uh, and he started to. Is this the system that he won the French title with Lille uh, before he went to Roma and has now landed in Marseille? With Lille, yeah, indeed, yeah, the the, the North City. Um, and uh, it, it actually, he was he was not performing very well at the beginning of the last season. So then he switched uh, to uh, another system with his uh, um, four two uh, three one, um, and 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 this is what uh, we've made uh, great successes last year. And since the beginning of the uh, the season, we played with this uh, four two three one uh, system. But uh, since we 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 had um, Strutman, um I, uh, Rudy Garcia explained that now he has more um, flexibility to adapt uh, the the system, and in the last game actually we started in in the four or two three one, and uh, and then at halftime because we, we we did not manage to to score goals and because he wanted to bring more density within the the midfield, uh, he, he, had, he, he, he we did we did um, uh, the the four three three. Um, so, so yeah, I don't know exactly, uh, how they will play against Frankfurt. Uh, I, I guess the, um, they, they will keep the, um, uh, the 4-2, uh, three, three one. Um, but, uh, but the thing is that, um, uh, I, I assume that we'll have a lot of turnover as well. Uh, I think maybe half of the players, uh, who played, uh, the last game and on Sunday, uh, will not play uh, this, this one. Um, and so, so that's why maybe, maybe we'll have a change, uh, about that. But yeah, I think, uh, we'll, we'll probably have, um, uh, four, four players in defense, then two, um, central defenders, uh, then one uh, right winger, one left winger, uh, the playmaker, Payet, and then the, the, the striker, yeah. All right. Sometimes I think that Eintracht will be able to kind of tackle, uh, Nathan kind of switch it to Eintracht sort of things. Um, with the kind of four, uh, four, two, three, one sort of formation that Eintracht will having be needing to kind of uh, attack against. Uh, where, what kind of, what players should we probably highlight that uh, will be at the forefront of the Eintracht uh, swing right against Marseille? No oh boy. <laughs> um, uh, the I, I expect the the of the folks that are. Are not injured. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How many? Is not many. <laughs> no, <laughs> exactly. That's uh, that plays to your benefit. Or uh, no? Uh, the um, yeah. We'll. I mean, we'll see. Like I, I, you know, uh, what's his? Uh, um, we'll see. You know, Lucas Toro. I think make a lot of a, a lot of advancement forward in the midfield. Um, you know, I think he is starting to show his his skill and starting to get a little comfortable with the Hutter system and all and all that's going on. Um, it'll be interesting. I, I mean, we don't have many players up front to to kind of trade against, so I mean, it'll be the same same folks. You know, I think Gacinovic will be in there, well, Alair, um, probably Jovic at some point. Um, but the the dudes that'll make the difference are you know those those those. Uh, those right backs or left backs that have to have to carry the ball forward. Um, the or um, who, uh, Yecho Willems, who hasn't been able to play, right? 
he'll be available for us, right? Yeah, he'll he'll at least be fresh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And yeah, so I expect him and uh, even like DaCosta, who I think has been playing out of his mind. It's, it's just my opinion, but I think he and he, DaCosta and Kostic will end up making this game interesting for the Eintracht. And, you know, as as long as our defensive back end can hold everything with Njika, oh man, he's so good. It'll be uh, fun to watch, you know, Alaire, Njika, and Fallet play in a game like this against a, a big team in, in France. Yeah, I, I, just just given the guess, uh, with the fact that, you know, uh, Alaire basically had been in Holland for a very long time before coming to the Eintracht, you know, with Njika coming from Auxerre. Uh, Fallette, I think he came from Metz. So I, I've got no doubt that all three of our French, uh, that all three Eintracht French players, yeah. should they be in the lineup, that uh, one would think that uh, they'll take it right to him. Oh, mm-hmm. actually, uh, Ale, I'm double checking my information, is also another former Auxerre uh, player. So here's hoping that the Eintracht will be able to. Uh, Get a take at least a chunk out of them. Um, so that all being aside, boys, let's get into our predictions now. Uh, Arno, as you are our guest, uh, what is your prediction for uh, Eintracht versus Marseille in a uh, sadly uh, library uh, that is also known as uh, the Vetodrome? Yeah, so usually I don't... Only because there's no fans. <laughs> yeah. Stipulation should be said. Uh, the Marseille fans, as has been said, uh, are a rowdy bunch, but um, the no no fans in the scene for this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, not, usually I don't make prediction, but I make an exception for you, but because... Uh, <laughs> yeah, so you like to make uh, your prediction after the result, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I'm, I'm better in this way. And, uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I hope like we can make a 2-0. Um, uh, I'm, I assume that, yeah, uh, Frankfurt might be, uh, solid, but yeah, I hope we can, even without the, uh, the, the fans, we can still win and 2-0 would be fine for me. Nathan, what are you feeling? Well, the lack of fans will be the biggest, the biggest, uh, you know, uh, wild card for this one. So, um, I, you know, I, I, behind closed doors training match. It'll be like a friendly, you know, (laughs) in a lot of ways. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I expect us to come out early and, and, and attack pretty hard with, you know, the, you know, like, uh, well, I think the, what we how we played against Bremen? We started with a four-two-three-one, I believe. Maybe I think so. I think that's how we'll 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 start this game and just power through. Hopefully, we can get a goal or two and keep it competitive. So I'm gonna I I, I don't know if we're gonna win this game. So I'll say one to two or two to one Marseille. Alrighty, uh, if it does come down to me, you know, I'm an optimistic sort of soul, and I think that uh, the Eintracht and Marseille, I think that Eintracht will finally find their scoring boots and score more than one goal, and I think it's actually going to be a two-to-two thriller. I think if I had to, just just for yucks, to pick out the goal scores that would happen, um Hold on. Oh no, is Adel Rami? Uh, is he still? Uh, is he still fit? 
or is he still pining over Pamela Anderson saying goodbye? Yeah, I, I no, actually, you know, they are, they are not surprised if Pamela Anderson was uh, at the velodrome last Sunday <laughs> um, uh, against all uh, rumors. Um, but yeah, actually, I think he's not fit. Uh, well, I mean, he is um, capable to play. Uh, that's not a question. But uh, uh, even if he was uh, amazing and, and very good last uh, season, um, from this uh, new season, uh, he didn't perform very well. Uh, he offered two goals uh, by himself uh, to Monaco. Uh, we managed to win for three to two uh, against Monaco, but uh, but he's not very fit. So uh, that's the question yeah, between uh, the Marseille fans: is that um, should we um, uh, keep it uh, keep him in, uh, on the pitch because you know he he he's quite tall, a lot of muscle, so he should play a lot to 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 find uh, it uh, its fitability. Uh, or since we have a lot of young players, uh, especially in central defenders like uh, the, the the new guy we we hired from uh, uh, from from Leipzig, uh, um, uh, no, from Salzburg, Kaletacha, um, and uh, even the the, the youngster. Um, uh, Camara is great. And even now, you know, um, Rodi Garcia put, uh, uh, Luis Gustavo, who is a norm- normally, uh, defensive, uh, uh, midfielder as, as a central, uh, back. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, some predict that he will play because, yeah, um, we want him to, to, to come back to his, uh, full fitness. Uh, but some say, okay, but maybe we should, uh, also launch the, the, the the new the new central defenders to to make every, everyone have uh, some some time to play so yeah um, that's uh, one of the bigger uh, question mark yeah on the on our side well so long as uh, Talbot uh, doesn't score another crazy goal like he did at the weekend I'll be good in thinking that hey, a goal from the defense possibly from a set piece play and I don't know just a weird sneaky suspension that causes Mitroglou. Uh he, the dude's the dude's a central forward. He just finds his he just finds goals. But for the Eintracht, I think that uh, with a bunch of squad rotations, uh, uh, we can get a goal from the midfield. And I think Alaire continues his goal scoring form uh, three and three in the Bundesliga. Uh, so here's hoping that uh, the Eintracht will get a two to two draw and one last question on before we kind of wrap up this show uh, what it what could you say is the predictions for Marseille where will they finish within the uh, Europa League group that has uh, uh, Le Massal, the Eintracht obviously Marseille and uh, Lazio Rome from the Serie A what yeah. are you predicting yeah, it will be a tough group. Uh, um, I think we will we, we'll qualify. Uh, but, uh, but I think, yeah, indeed we, we have definitely a much harder group uh, this season with, with you guys, with Lazio, uh, than we had last year. But, mm-hmm. uh, but I think, yeah, we, we can uh, qualify. I'm not sure we can, uh, be first of the group, but, uh, but, uh, if we manage to be second, then, uh, we can have the craziness of the, the elementary round. So that's mm-hmm. <laughs> There we go. All right. All that being said, we've made our predictions for our Eintracht's first Europa League match of the uh, season. Second, uh, this is going to be on uh, September the 20th. Going to be live streamed from uh, Bleacher Reports uh, live stream as the Turner Sports as which report part of Turner Sports has acquired the UEFA Champions League and Europa League rights uh, uh. going forward from Fox. Yeah. <laughs> 
Can't really help that, nah. <laughs> folks, but uh, what you got to do. So um, that all being said, where can we find you in the social media landscape is our next bit. And I don't know, where can we find you and your sports and your uh, Olympic Marseille fan club in the social media landscape? Yeah, so you can uh, contact us or follow us at uh, at OM underscore uh, San Francisco in one word. Uh, that's uh, our, our main uh, communication platform. And, uh, but you can also find us on, on, on Facebook, uh, OM uh, Nation San Francisco, uh, if you type, and also, yeah, OM San Francisco on uh, Instagram. Cool. Ooh, very nice. And Nathan, where can we find you in the social media landscape? You can find me uh, on Twitter at N-A-J-A-K-W-A. And you can also follow me, Brian Sanders, at KCSGE. You can also follow the show at H-E-F-Pod. You can also email the show at heyeintrachtfrankfurt at yahoo.com. So from all of us here at at the Hey Eintracht Frankfurt podcast, uh, until next time, choose. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, cha-la-la-la-la-la-la. Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, cha-la-la-la-la-la-la.